Right, this is episode 57 then, coming from an incredibly windy Kipax. Uh, windier than I've ever known. It's actually sounding pretty scary out there, to be fair. And I'm actually worried about the chimney blowing through uh, the roof onto my head. But, I mean, failing that, uh, <laughs> how are you doing, Pete? <laughs> wow, doing well, doing well. No wind here. So, you guys don't get hurricanes or anything like that. So, I mean, how how, how serious is this wind? Are we? I mean, you just like, you know, blowing leaves off trees? or? Well, I mean, you're absolutely right. We don't have anything like your sort of strength of weather um, at all. Yeah. So, usually, you know, nothing at all. It's just a bit of wind and a few tiles come off. Um, you know, that might be the worst. You get a few sort of tiles come off and end up going through your bloody car window, sat on your drive. Um, but it's pretty, it's, you know, it's certainly where I am right now. Um, it, there's some pretty scary gusts out there, man. Pretty scary. But hopefully it should be all right. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, we will see. How, how have you been, mate? Good. Uh, you know, so this weekend, uh, aside from watching the Super Bowl, which was fun, um, I was scrolling through Instagram. I landed on uh, Rob's page and saw some pictures of the music practicing. And I was like, Adam didn't even tell me this. <laughs> no, no update. Nothing. Uh, shame, shame, shame. Oh, I, I'm, my, my apologies. My apologies. I don't know why I didn't. To be honest. Shame. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, my apologies for that. I mean, uh, obviously, I ain't going to post every time we go in there, but <laughs> we got we're in there again really soon. So I'll probably do a little bit more then. Uh, to be honest, it depends where we are as well and what room we're in and whether it's easy to set up my camera and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean. We're making some good progress as well, so I'll have probably been concentrating a lot, to be fair, because... Very nice. Yeah, man, yeah. Um, Endurance is up? You're standing up the whole time, getting ready? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, man, yeah. No, it's totally fine, all that stuff. Feel feel ready in that sense. It's just a case of, um, you know, being able to do it for, for the... For that long, you know that intent, that in, sort of that level of intensity. But yeah, practice going really well, and we're back in um, not this weekend. I think we're in following weekend as well. So I will be sure to get some footage then, get a few more um, bits of video and stuff. Also live streaming uh, tomorrow. Yeah, live streaming again tomorrow, uh, but get the endurance up a bit more again. Uh, looking forward to it, man. It was awesome last time. So hopefully if it, it goes as smoothly as it did last time, um, it should be really cool. Yeah, looking forward to it. I'm also looking forward to this episode. We're, we're doing playlists and we haven't done one in a while. And uh, for me, it's it's like musical education. I learn songs I've, I've never heard before. So that's always fun. Well, yeah, man, I really enjoyed doing these. Uh, we did it as a bit of a sort of co- i mean even when we did the remix remix episode where i was sort of talking over the top i was a bit like you know it's yeah. going to work are people going to enjoy listening to this but the response to the first and the second playlist episodes was so good um that I, and i really enjoyed doing them as well and i really found it interesting the sort of bands that you, maybe you're not so aware of uh, i found that aspect really interesting so yeah that's exactly um that's exactly what we're doing tonight, and so this is going to be playlist three. Um, and they're all it's difficult doing these really because I could choose so many different songs from so many different bands. Do you know what I oh, mean? Yeah. But I've I've kind of um, I've tried to sort of mix up where they've come from, but try to keep it mainly at the root of what was really affecting me at the time. Started in the band still do you know what i mean that's still kind of where we're at really in terms of the stuff that i'm going to play now um and again it's from a cross-section of times and stuff but predominantly it's all stuff that is music that had a big effect on me just a massive effect on me through childhood and and all these sorts of things and yeah i really enjoy um playing stuff to you pete that I think you might not have heard, although you might have heard all this stuff, who knows. But also, the, you know, anyone who's listening, I would imagine the majority of people who listen to this podcast will probably be more than aware of everything I'm about to play right now, but maybe not. So you never know when you can spark someone on like a bit of a voyage of discovery, do you know what I mean? Especially musically. That's happened to me so many times. And it's weird as well, because often they've come from they can come from anywhere do you know what i mean in any sort of person and a lot of times they've come from people yeah. that you look back and you're like not not you don't look back at them very fondly do you know what i mean but you're just <laughs> like oh i'll never forget him though because like he were a good he were a good mate because he introduced me to that band or whatever yeah yeah um but yeah so you never know when that can happen 
Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to this man, I'm lo- and I always end up getting carried away with it anyway. Because, like I say, a lot of these songs are, and especially how I react to music as well, sort of emotionally, and how how strong it's linked to memory and everything. Um, yeah, so this will be fun, man. So there's a real mixed bag, real mixed bag in terms of stuff tonight. Just let me get my list so I can remember. So yeah, I mean, obviously some of this stuff you will know, Pete, all too well. But I'm going to be interested to know how well you know this first band. So yeah, if you can start the first song, Pete, and it's uh, Echo and the Bunnymen, uh, Bring on the Dancing Horses, which is literally like one of my favourite songs. All right, here we go. I love that intro, man. It just it just reminds me of being a kid. It just reminds me of being a kid, uh, being in the car on the motorway mm. at night, coming home from my grandma's. That's where I used to hear everything on radio. Fucking hell, man. Hmm. I have not heard amazing this. voice as well, Ian McCullough. It's a classic English voice. And yeah, this this was another like song from when I was young, when it was just like an awakening at this bit, bridge into this chorus or pre-chorus into chorus. It's backing vocal. Stop you in your tracks, that shit. Mm. Do they also sing a song called Promise? That's right, mate, yeah. Ah, okay. That song I know, and it sounds very similar. The chorus there, that harmony. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's really it. good voices. Uh, that sort of trademark, Echo and the Bunnymen, just fucking incredible, man. Like, uh, Will Sargent as well, guitar player. Just such a massive inspiration on me, this song. In life, music, and everything. And it's always something that just stops me dead. Sounds a little like you too, though. Well, I mean, I suppose they're from a similar sort of area code, if you want to call it that musically, do you know what I mean? Similar era, that sort of... Oh, fucking hell, every time, that backing vocal. It's nice. So pretty. That sort of 80s, that mid-80s sort of alternative quality oh, I love that big man fucking hell again just reminds me of the lights over M62 at night as you get out over when you can see out over over where is it Halifax and shit I can't even remember man oh yeah by Halifax and that riff like this riff I start playing this at the end of human now I don't know if anyone's noticed out there at the end of human I play that riff just on the outro really? just as a little nod to this song because I love it so much oh I gotta listen back now that's a nugget just absolute magic and this will still sound amazing in a thousand years this song yeah, it really will. Wow. So clear. Just so powerful. I love this bit. I love the outro. Bring on the new Messiah. Fucking hell, man. Stand and watch him do this live. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, absolutely timeless. Timeless, but definitely sounds like an 80s song. Yeah. But that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. But all these backing vocals, the space, like the guitar playing, everything about it. But that's an absolute timeless one. And so is this one. Do next, press play on the next one, Pete. I mean, this is, again, this song needs no intro, really. You must, uh, you you will have heard this, Pete. Oh, that intro again. It's just iconic, man. This fucking song, this this song should be our national anthem, man. (laughs) Fucking should. It's just iconic as fuck. And it's... 
so fucking laid back as well. The most beautiful vocal again. And the subject matter as well, everything about this song. Trying to think if I've heard this. It sounds vaguely familiar. Well, I mean, this were on Donnie Darko, which is where a lot of people discovered it. Oh, my oh yeah, definitely God. heard this. That definitely heard this. Fucking chorus. Yeah. Just the king of fucking choruses. Sorry, I know I'm swearing a lot, but can't not with this man. Fucking voice. Because, I mean, you've got Bono with that iconic voice, but, I mean, Ian McCulloch's yeah. iconic in its own way, do you know what I mean? It's sort of instantly recognisable and so fucking rich. Sorry. Oh, for sure. It must be one of the cool, coolest songs ever as well, in terms of, like, the rhythm and everything, man. Yeah. That guitar, that's so good. Yeah. This is one of those songs I heard on the radio a bunch of times, but yeah. never knew who sang it. Yeah, you will have done. And I love this solo, all this middle eight. It's like a mandolin nap, it must be a mandolin. But music, like, musically as well, just fucking superb. Such an inspiration. It's another one that's absolutely timeless. I love it when yeah, it comes out of here. Comes out. So much fucking atmosphere. That bass. Such a melancholy, romantic, sort of haunting quality. Haunting. Haunting. That's the right word. Bit of a B-52s vibe. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. This bit live. Where are they from in England? They're from Liverpool. Is that what you asked where they're from? Yeah, from Liverpool, man. Absolute genius. I mean, everyone's got to know this song, man. And everyone knowing the song is very, very much a theme of a lot of these anyway, really. I mean, just massively powerful songs that I'm sure everyone's going to know for the most part. But yeah, if you haven't heard that song, then you're welcome. <laughs> and the same is true of the next one. That's the kind of band that I, I could see myself just re-reviewing and seeing all the other songs I might have missed, because I only heard a couple from that. Mm. Right, Pete, can you um, we'll go to it? Oh, it's just about to finish, just about to finish. So I didn't even intend to let these play in their entirety, but honestly, <laughs> once we start listening to them. Nice. I like it. That was good. Absolutely. So timeless. what's next? As is this next one, I would die for you, Prince. Slam that shit in. So oh. this one, yeah, kind of confused me a little bit. Confuse you? Are you joking? Because I love this Prince. And I love this song. Listen to it. But there's a lot of really good Prince songs. And I was like, oh, this is not in my top five. Really? I mean, I like this song. I like a lot oh, of Prince songs. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a very apt conversation because there's a lot of Prince songs I could have chose, man. But this, this has always been one of them. 
It's just yeah. fucking genius. Listen to it. The fucking vocals, everything about it, the rhythm, the ferocity of it. And I love the drum machine vibe as well. It just adds so much. For sure. Yeah. Harmonies. He was a genius. Again, this, this, this is one of my favourite choruses. I mean, you, you know, you talk about Timeless. I mean, fucking hell. It's got Timeless written all over it. Is this not one of your favourite Prince songs then? So, it's a great song. I love the album. But if I was going to pick one song off this album, it would be The Beautiful Ones. Oh, man. This, I mean... This were one that, again... I've kind of gone for songs that had a massive effect on me at the time when I heard them, do you know what I mean? And they leave that imprint on you. And this was definitely one for me when I first discovered Prince. And, I, you know, I'd heard Purple Rain and a couple of other things, and I really got into it. And, like, you know, that, that guitar riff. There's some tiny little nuances of music that are just absolute gold in everything Prince does. So I'm in concert when I was 16 years old, front row in the Orange Bowl in Miami. It reminds me of cruising around in my gold Fiat Punto, man, with a little spoiler on the back. <laughs> you won't even know what that is, Pete. Oh, no. my God, I used to blast the shit out of this and all sorts of other stuff. But, yeah, this was one of my... <laughs> this is a driving song, man. It's an absolute driving song. And that riff... genius go on then go to the next one then Pete alright now we're talking well again I mean this this I mean this it sounds like an alien made this do you know what I mean especially the intro and the verses to anyone who doesn't really know about Prince or anything just like what the hell what the hell are these sounds and then you just get that <laughs> funk and you're just like oh shit oh yeah oh yeah. my god yeah, he was the king of funk oh, for sure, man. You know, and I just love the the A and B of this, like the yin and the yang to the the verse and the chorus, and you have got like this fucking verse. Which when I I think when the first time I heard it, like I said, I was a bit Where, where's this going? Mm-hmm. But the, lyrically, and this so ahead of his time, Prince lyrically, and if oh, you look yes. at where the world is now and the subject matter for this song, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's. It couldn't. It could never be more apt than now, but it were apt then, and it's absolutely timeless again. I know I was saying that word a lot, but I mean that is a theme of tonight. Oh, fucking listen to that shit! And again, this is it's got one of my favourite guitar solos ever on it as well. This. I said I have to say I'm pretty impressed that you like Prince. Fuck off! I, I absolutely love Prince. Adore Prince. Another killer chorus. And then when it opens out into that double chorus and you get that extra bit of lyric and you're just like, holy yeah. shit, man, what is this? Do you know what I mean? You start to understand what the song's actually talking about fully. And you've just got that guitar. Is it now? Oh, no, it's after this, isn't so many layers on yeah, his, man. his songs are just the production value is just over over the top to have sat and watched him do this just layering up this stuff probably one of the most underrated guitarists absolutely and bass players you watch him play bass does that, does that groove that runs through it man it's petrifying you can't help but move to that Mm-hmm. Up, oh, up! Oh, Adam just jumped up. He's doing the moon. He's doing the moonwalk. 
<laughs> I am not doing the moonwalk. <laughs> I just thought that I'm in the guitar. Fucking, I know I keep saying it. There's actually a bit of footage on YouTube. I'm sure I've said it before. I said it on podcast with Stu, actually. There's a bit, little bit of footage on YouTube of Prince playing bass, and it's literally the most frightening thing you'll ever see, man. Yeah, I think I remember Mike Mobley telling me that he he likes Prince, I think. Right, well, as much as I just want to let this groove keep going. Nice. All right, what else we got? Okay, uh, so next again, I mean, I I didn't hear this on the podcast, on these playlist episodes yet, which is massively surprising considering at what age I discovered this band and again, like the effect they had on me uh, in terms of my appreciation of music and uh, guitar playing as well. And um, I think this this song especially uh, was massively sort of eye-opening for me guitar-wise. And again, when I think when a lot of people probably envisage me or I don't know but like to be to a grown up like fascinating over like John Squire's playing I mean this what you're about to hear right now is what is what it were all about for me and it should be Smashing Pumpkins Greek USA if you've got it if you've got it pinned up right Pete oh Christ and the drums on this as well man everything about this track now we're playing my music again this is me at school on my mini disc player But the guitar playing on this track, I have to try and keep myself calm here. <laughs> yeah, this blew my fucking mind. Everything about it, like the drums on this on this record, are phenomenal. This track, the musicianship, and how it all ties together, and how all the sections don't want to talk over it. My jaw was just on the floor at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah. It takes me back right here. Yeah, and like the guitar solo as well when it gets to that. My favourite Pumpkins album, though, man. Absolutely. The little moments like that. These guitar noises here, I were hearing, I was just like, fucking hell, what the hell? And this is just as I'm getting into playing. Sounds games. Oh, man. Then when it slams in here, Jesus. Like, I used to have this so loud on my fucking stereo. <laughs> oh my God, it shake house. fucking voice man so much venom oh my goodness his voice was just embodies everyone's fury <laughs> and then it just goes into this <laughs> got a phaser that's on that guitar as well
talk about catching my imagination. It's like royalty in my head is this song. <laughs> yeah, Pumpkin's always had a special place in my heart for sure. Never saw them live though. And it just drops into this bass line. You've had all that and then it drops into this bass line. (laughs) Fucking hell. This one, man. Yeah, for sure. at the end. God. It's a shame they couldn't get along. <laughs> oh, that guitar sound, that big muff. Big muff for anyone who doesn't know is a guitar pedal. Right, Pete's Pumpkins 33. So this is what I absolutely adore about Smashing Pumpkins, is you could have... Something that hits as hard as that. Do you know what I mean? Greek USA, Cherub Rock, Bodies, Zero, Bullet with Butterfly Wings, and then you've got something like 33. Obviously from Melancholy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, this record, again, is up there for one of the best records for me, for my, you know... Lyrically, musically, everything just such a beautiful yeah, song. Billy Corgan, such a beautiful songwriter. Billy Corgan is a genius, absolute genius. And I love the production on this as well. Like the sounds, man, they're just so captivating alongside such a beautiful song. Yeah. And then the little rhythm section just comes in now. I mean, this 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 song's like a friend to me. This record's like a friend to me. I'm sure, like, you know, a lot of, a lot of music's like that for people. It damn it just started to make me feel stuff that I'd never felt before. Music like this when I was that age, because you know this is this is 15 for me. Like I say, just as I was discovering it, I mean, this is what made me pick up a fucking guitar. This, you know, like uh, Siamese Dream yeah. primarily. Primarily Siamese Dream, but then obviously that brought me on to, to Melancholy. And Gishu, do you know what I mean? And, and even... Oh, love this bit. So good. Yeah, if you if you're not familiar with you know any of these songs, you need to go check them out. But I know everyone is. Everyone's got to know this song. Such, I love the riff, the riff on this as well, man. He's a he's a good friend of uh, Howard Stern's. Uh, yeah, and, uh, they they do long interviews. All right, they just they do really. And so there's been some amazing stories I've heard from Billy Corgan on there that just yeah. like, just really really. He's a fascinating dude. Yeah, absolutely. Even when he was a child, he was like a musical genius as a child. Yeah, it's, it's, it's lyrical content and the, the way he structures stories. Captivating, absolutely captivating. Yeah. I could do an entire, I could talk for 
Yes. We should get him on the podcast. I'd absolutely adore that. I'm a call. Okay, well, I think we're going to go and go somewhere a little bit different now. And again, this is... Right, we're going to go, Pete, we're going Manic Street Preachers and we're going to go Mausoleum. I've switched things on you here, Pete, I know, but... I mean, this is another. This was another record that pff, had a stupidly big impact on me. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. Um, okay. It's weird. I mean, like this band for me is all of, uh, like. This is definitely my favourite record of the Manic Street Preachers, the, the Holy Bible. Never heard of them. God, again, straight back to my youth. I mean, at a similar time at Pumpkins, I was listening to these. This record, principally, like the guitar work on this album, the lyrics, and the fucking anger, they just embodied me at the time. It's connected so much with this album. I've never heard anything like it. And especially when you read the lyrics as well at the same time. And like, the skill to fit all the words in and make it work like he does James Dean Bradfield on this record is phenomenal. I mean, I think a lot of people connect with different sort of aspects of the Manic Street Preacher's work, but for me, it's all about the Holy Bible, really. Just the pinnacle of, like, what can, what sort of... I can't even describe it, but... It's just, it's, it's just so dark as a record, and, and like me and Rob discussed, you know what I mean? Both of us back then had quite a dark aspect to our character and this record just spoke purely to mine yeah especially how dark the lyrics are I mean it's a long story about Richie Edwards um, it's just, you, won't, you won't know anything about the manic just, will you? no but it's a difficult record to listen to this it's not like it's not easy listening it's, a, it, it's jarring musically and lyrically it's disturbing it's a disturbing album this it very leaves a massive impression Yes, I do all. I do know every single word to this and could recite it. <laughs> Sing it. Could literally. That is a huge bottle of soft drink you're drinking, by the way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, this one, another one I'll be blasting out on my mini disc at school. Absolutely loving it. And then we'll do um, we'll do archives of pain as well, Pete. You want to go there now? Not quite yet. No, we'll let it play out. We'll let it play out because I love how this one ends. Rub the human face in its own vomit and force it to look in the mirror. Prejudice burns when it's all you have to burn. What a living. Venom, Archives of Pain, please, Pete. Same <laughs> record, same deal, same level of, oh, my God. You damn well think you're God or something. God give life, God taketh it away, not you. 
Know what the hell I was listening to the first time I was listening to this? Just fucking ripped me open. And this song's terrifying, lyrically. It really is. Sounds like you'd see this in a scary movie. And the venom in some of this. I don't know, like stuff like this, it's just like one of the most disturbing bits of music I've ever heard. This, just like the melodies and the production and the guitars. I like the contrast. I mean, it really is an exploration, this record page. It takes you to some really dark places if you like follow the lyrics. I just absolutely loved how fierce it was, man. Just how much anger and uh, disdain anger, for yeah. everything it, it holds. <laughs> and like I say, man, like fucking. At that time, it was just another thing that felt like it embodied. Like, I don't know. That's the beauty of music, though, isn't it? Because it becomes so personal to everyone. Yeah, yeah. But it's such an evil bass line, that. Ooh, that's menacing right there. Absolutely. But cool as fuck at the same time. guitar sounds like Linkin Park and then this guitar solo again just truly disturbing I find it This one ends as well. This whole record is just fucking. It's just. It's just so mad to listen to. Did they get a lot of radio play? Yo, mate. Did they get a lot of radio play? On the uh, radio? No, I don't think. I don't really know, to be honest. I, I don't think it will other than on like alternative radio. But no, not. I think faster was a single. And, um, but yeah, I mean, not particularly radio friendly, this, uh, a lot of the stuff in the Holy Bible. They, they did get more commercial as a band, like, um, this is the third record, this is the third album. But yeah, it's a weird relationship I've got with, like, Manic Street Preachers back catalogue, but the Holy Bible is firmly in, like, one of my favourite records. Certainly, one of the records that really opened my eyes, uh, I realise there probably be some people sat there going, oh God, I hate this, but I mean, this is a fucking window into what got me interested in music, all this shit. But yeah, let's uh, let's change the beat a bit and let's go to the Verve Drive You Home. And again, this is a similar time when I was listening to this stuff. Um, Where are we going? 
What's it? The dri- uh, What's the, next? The Verve drive you home. Because whilst you know the Verve, Pete, I bet you don't know sort of a lot of the, you know, the stuff that were massive. Oh, God, straight away. Yeah. I mean, it's even got like a Fleetwood Mac Albatross vibe to it, this almost. But I think some of Nick McKay's, uh, some of his favourite playing for I love this song. Absolutely love it. Again, stuff like human. No, I discovered the verb late because I only knew the hits, and yeah. then I went back later, many like after after I met you. I mean, I, 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 I discovered them late in that sense. In that sense, definitely. But I mean, this is just another song that just opened were a key moment for me. I think they're the songs that stick with you, aren't they, for your entire life? You know, I'll be I'll be pulling out these songs when I'm 80 old. Well, if I get there, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Northern Soul. That, that album's good. Reminds me of walking home from um, Nicole's house, my first girl, first proper girlfriend. Fucking on mini displayer again, just listening to this, just like, oh my god, what a fucking tune. <laughs> <laughs> That's all my life for, man. Yeah. Seriously. Just danced in our minds. What a fucking lyric. Jesus. this playing I've, I've tried to emulate at different times I've fucking, you know, it's no secret man love Nick McCabe I absolutely love Nick McCabe yeah yeah he's pretty 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 good <laughs> just them three fucking them notes oh my god that guitar playing I mean that is kind of Peter Green albatrossy but that shit were waking me up man just listen to how little he is doing and how beautiful it sounds that's what I learned from Nick McCabe listen to how little he is doing and there you go fuck off I mean, that's. That does shit to me, does that? Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it pains me to fade it out, Pete, but put slide away on. All right, slide away, coming up. <laughs> I keep making that sound at the beginning of all these songs, but it's just the door it opens <laughs> in my head. The drums on this tune as well, man, but the guitar. Fucking, oh, God. I'm trying to think if I heard this one. It's really early, man. Fucking best thing to come out of Wigan ever on the planet, man. <laughs> That's so good. This gives you a swagger as well, man. When you're walking around listening to this song, it does something to you. Ooh. 
like the, the everything the bird did is just a, it's just a, a life affirming anthem. Do you know what I mean? That's a, I just wish I could, like, I'd have been at these some of these gigs when they, in the proper early days. Yeah. Definitely an example of a band that is way better together yeah. than apart. <laughs> it's like it's a riff, man. I know I keep saying it, but I mean, that's why I do what I do in it. Best British band ever, man. These are these are an example of like a band who, like the first two albums didn't really connect. It was the third yeah. record that really really exposed the world to the Verve's back catalogue, so to speak. I mean, obviously, you know, you know, people who loved them knew who they were, but I mean, it's a great example of a band that just got absolutely stratospheric in terms of the success. I mean, certainly in this country. I mean, you know, for a long time they were the biggest band in, you know in the world as far as anyone in the UK were concerned. Fucking hell. So who'd want to be anywhere else, man? <laughs> oh, man. Um, that is huge. Absolutely classic again. That's all that we are having tonight is classic, timeless music. Um, <laughs> yeah, fucking love it. All right, then. Uh, so, yeah, this has been all over the place, but let's load up the last one now. Let's, this one... Uh, I mean, it's difficult to talk about a lot of these songs because they all mean ridiculous amounts to me. This one particularly were introduced to me by my brother Joe, who's staunch, staunch Radiohead fan, uh, and rightly so. But I think, like, at a time when I was really focusing on more heavier music, when I was sort of a bit younger, um, he, do you know what I mean, sort of listening to this sort of stuff really blew me away. And this, this track in particular, I mean, you know, this... Alright. You must know this song, Pete. Is this creep? <laughs> nah, I mean this has to be up there with one of the most beautiful songs ever written. And um just such a diverse band, diverse songwriter, amazing musician. I, th- I believe the story behind this one um, is he went to see Jeff Buckley. At the was it the garage in London or something? He went to see Jeff Buckley anyway, and we played a bit of Jeff Buckley. If you remember, Pete, I played you that too. But uh, Tom York went to watch Jeff Buckley and ended up um, running home and writing this song. Hmm. I didn't know Radiohead had more than one song. Oh, it's, a, it's a special album, this man. It's f- absolutely. I mean, it's something completely unique about Radiohead. Completely unique, and so, somehow so quintessentially, quintessentially English. I don't know why. Yeah. Shouldn't talk over a song like this. Just 
that's a beautiful song. Absolutely. It's not even finished yet, Pete. Apparently he did it in two takes. Came home, write it, wrote it, and just sung it in two takes. Wow. Johnny Greenwood. Did you ever see them live? never heard this song, Pete. I have never heard this song. You're welcome. <laughs> it's beautiful. Just this last bit. If I could be who you wanted all the time. Wow. Fucking lyrics. Said every man. Um, so yeah, this has been episode fifty-seven and uh, playlist number three. Um, yeah, I guess we'll just leave you on this vibe, man, because it fucking just leave. We'll leave you vibing out to Radiohead and just staring at the, um, this picture that I'm staring at. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, um, thank you everyone for listening and. Yeah, man, hopefully uh, you might have heard something you, you weren't aware of, and if so, go check it out, man. But, yeah, thank you so much for listening. <laughs>